Me and my wife decided to try to homeschool. Yeah, yeah, homeschool. Yeah. Comedian Michael Jr. Found out that when you homeschool, they don't leave. <laughs> Did you know that? Like, they were still there. So then we found out the family down the street, they actually homeschool, and they've been doing it for a while, and they're really good at it. So we're going to see if we can get our kids to transfer to their homeschool. Michael Jr. and his wife, Ebony, have five kids. And that bit about homeschooling is just one of the many examples of Michael using his experience as a dad to point people to their Heavenly Father. Michael is our guest on this episode of GPS, God, People, Stories. It's an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. I'm Jim Kirkland. And I'm Phil Fleischman. A big part of Michael Jr.'s story is how God can use anyone with any gift to tell the world about Jesus. Michael does it in a way that often makes people laugh. And later on this episode, Billy Graham will share some thoughts about what makes God laugh. Several times in the Bible, we're told that God laughs. This laughter is not the same thing that we know as laughter. This is holy laughter. More about that holy laughter in just a little bit. We know that for the past few months, laughter may have been in short supply in your life as you've been dealing with all the effects of the coronavirus. Well, we hope this episode is an encouragement to you, just like a recent episode of GPS was to Megan. Jim, you've got what she wrote, right? Yes, sir, I do. She said, it is incredible to hear such powerful stories of transformation. Please continue this podcast that brings light to the power of God that transcends religions, boundaries of countries, and hearts of people. Megan, wow, we have got a lot to live up to. Thank you for your kind words. If you would like to get in touch with us, in fact, please get in touch with us. Here's our email address. It's gps at billygram.org. That is gps at billygram.org. GPS. God. People. Stories. Michael knew comedy before he knew Christ. He discovered his gift for being funny as a 14-year-old growing up in Grand Rapids, Michigan. He'd gone to the movies and something happened to the projector. So the house lights came up and then one of his friends dared Michael to go down front and entertain everyone in the theater. The crowd loved him and crowds still love him today. I noticed when I moved to Los Angeles, I noticed everybody there drinks bottled water. I'm not paying for no water, it's free. <laughs> and they try to tell me that California tap water is bad for you. I've been drinking the tap water since I moved here. I haven't noticed any problems with me. Not to mention, I've been drinking the tap water since I moved there. I haven't noticed any problems with me. Michael Jr. has performed at some of the most well-known and influential comedy clubs in the country. He's also been on numerous TV talk shows. But he says it doesn't really matter where he gets to perform. Churches, clubs, casinos, Jay Leno. All, same show wherever I go because it's the same guy wherever I am. So it's not like it's two different shows. Michael has also spent time performing in prisons, homeless shelters, and homes for neglected children. He says he wants to bring laughter to places where there is not much to laugh about. And that's all motivated by his faith in Jesus Christ. When I asked Michael how he came to Christ, well, you can hear how that went. So your question is, how did I come to faith? So what happened was, um, it's the same thing for black people. You just believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. I don't know if you, if you know that or not. It's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. So um, there's a church in New York, Brooklyn, New York, a guy was up on stage, he was talking about Jesus in a way that I clearly understood it. So I told myself, 
I want that, but I told myself I had to read the whole Bible before I went up there because I didn't know if there was going to be some catches or some rules. I knew some Christians before, but they were a little creepy. So I read the whole Bible. I mean, I was really digging into the world at this point because I wanted to finish the Bible before I went up to the altar. So it took me two and a half months to finish reading the Bible. Then I ran up to the, to the altar on Sunday morning, almost during the announcements at the beginning. I was like, hey, let's do this. I'm ready. I was intrigued by Michael's decision to read the entire Bible before making his decision to follow Christ. So I asked him what he came away with after reading it. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I read the whole thing. I didn't understand 98.7% of it. Yeah. Like I didn't understand it. But I told myself I wanted to, because as a child, I had a hard time reading. And even as an adult. So the Bible was so big. But I read the whole thing, even though I didn't understand most of it. I remember reading, the biggest thing I took away was in Matthew where it said Jesus died for me. I didn't even know that Jesus died for me until I was 27 years old. I literally didn't know. I'd been to church. People were screaming and yelling. Nobody was teaching in a way that I could understand it. So I remember reading in Matthew that he died for me, and I was blown away. I didn't know. Then I turned to Mark, and he died again. And I was like, I don't know why they keep, what they're doing. And then Luke and John, I'm like, why do they keep killing them? This doesn't make sense. So then I understood, you know, and then somebody explained to me, well, it's four different accounts of it. Michael Jr. didn't know that Jesus died for him even though he had been to church plenty of times. I did go to church as a kid, but I was weird. I didn't understand it, so I stopped going when I was 14 years old. Mm -hmm. And then my life was still, like I wasn't, like I don't have that story where somebody was out there drunk and drinking and crazy. doing. I've never done drugs. I've never smoked a cigarette. I've never, the only alcohol I ever had was a, I had a bottle of NyQuil once. So that wasn't my story at all. I flew under the radar. So when people would tell me, I'd hear those crazy stories about people being on drugs and they found Jesus or somebody almost died or something and they found Jesus. It didn't really apply to me because I wasn't in any of those circumstances. So I didn't really need it. But then once somebody just explained it to me in a clear way that I could clearly understand, I was like, yo, I absolutely need this. Now, not only does Michael go to church, he performs there. You know, I do events all over the country, Friday night, Saturday night. But I also do Sunday morning services all over the country as well. So it'll actually be comedy on Sunday. And then there's always a really cool impromptu message that happens. And then as a result, um, we sometimes will do an ultra call and then see some pretty, pretty cool results as a result of that. Love doing comedy at churches. I do comedy all over. I'm at the casinos. I'm at uh, the clubs, churches. And when I'm at the club and I say I do comedy at churches, they're like, what? Churches chicken? They don't even know that people at church know how to laugh, which is weird. So some people might be surprised to learn that Christians actually have a sense of humor. But Michael says he also had some things to learn about faith and comedy. I realized that comedy, I used to think it was the thing. Like, I am a comedian. It's not really the case at all. God has given me this ability to make people laugh. And the laughter or the comedy is really a seasoning for the truth of the word of God. So instead of looking at myself as a comedian, I look at myself as a, um, a comedic communicator. Okay. And it just so happens one of the things I love communicating the most is the truth about what God has done for us through Jesus Christ. Just to be clear, in case somebody's like, yeah, go Buddha. Like he said, Michael Jr. is a comedic communicator. Before I thought I was just funny, but now through my relationship with God, I understand that I'm funny for a reason. Like, there's reason behind this funny. Actually, my first CD out was called Funny for a Reason, which is comedy with a salvation message at the end of it. Because that's my whole thing is to catch him with the comedy and keep him with the truth. 
And the truth is, well, hopefully you know it. If not, it's a little weird that you work for Billy Graham. <laughs> so. Michael understands that God wants each of us to use the gifts he's given us for his glory. If God can use, I mean, I always look at the Bible and I remember God used a donkey. So I'm like, if he could use a donkey, I hope he can use me. If not, what am I doing wrong? You have some very special and unique gifts. You do. And they've been given to you by God. Would you like to put them to use for him? Whether it's comedy like Michael Jr. or something totally different, you can tell people about Jesus through your gifts. Or maybe you don't really know much about Jesus and want to learn more about him. Either way, we can help you with your questions. Just visit our website, findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. Would you like to hear a little more of Michael Jr.'s comedy? We'll have some for you in just a minute. You're listening to GPS, God, People, Stories, a podcast production of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Several times in the Bible, we're told that God laughs. Billy Graham. David said, he that sitteth in the heaven shall laugh. The Lord shall hold them in derision. The word translated in derision means to mock or laugh to scorn. Yes, God is said to laugh at man's puny efforts to save himself without God. God laughs at man's efforts to make himself a God. God laughs at the nations as they strive for peace while rejecting the Prince of Peace. This laughter is not the same thing that we know as laughter. This is holy laughter. It is a laughter filled with love and compassion for a world which has rejected the Savior. The Bible teaches that in spite of man's rejection of God, God loves man and has compassion upon the human race. The Bible says God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. That is a big word, repentance. If you'd like to know more about what repentance is all about and more about God's love for you, pay us a visit, please, at findpeacewithgod.net. Our guest on this episode of GPS is comedian Michael Jr. Recently, during the COVID-19 crisis, he released a free comedy special for people to watch as they sheltered in place. And coming up right before Father's Day, there will be a movie released in which he has a starring role. It's called Selfie Dad. You've gotten to hear a little bit of Michael Jr. already, but we just have to share some more. Here he is in one of his stand-up routines talking about Jesus' younger brother, James, and how hard life must have been for him. Jesus was tempted for 40 days in the desert. 40 days. The devil said, I'll give you anything you want. Jesus went 40 days and said, no. I bet James, when he got tempted too, came back in three hours. Man, shoot. Don't be judging me, man. Because you know how little brothers are. That's what they do. Little brothers follow their big brother everywhere. If Jesus went there, so did James. They just, he followed him. I bet one time James almost drowned. Because Jesus walked on water. James tried to do
That's him swimming out. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Michael Jr. We are delighted that he gave some time and his unique perspective on life, his funny perspective on life uh, to share with us here on this episode of GPS, God, People, Stories. We also would like to thank Micah Tyler for sharing some of his music with us. I'm Jim Kirkland. And I'm Phil Fleischman. GPS, God, People, Stories. It's an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Always good news. Oh, my